Welcome to One Fry Short, you know, of a happy meal. I'm Jamie Spielmaker. And I'm Rachel Wynn. We're just two women having candid and empathetic conversations about mental health and how we can support each other. We are not experts. Not even close. But if you want to feel less alone in your neuroses, you've come to the right place. Okay, welcome back to this week's episode of One Fry Short. I have a guest with me today, but before I introduce her, I want to tell a story that happened this past weekend that actually leads up to the topic we're talking about. My friend surprised me for my birthday with a pottery class, and I've never done it before besides the usual like sip and stroke type of painting pottery. (laughs) This was way more intensive and hands-on. The instructor you know, had her mound of clay and first went through the entire tutorial. And then after she was done, it was our turn. And there's a pedal that you push. And based on the amount of pressure, it goes faster or slower. And towards the end of forming your clay, the pedal has to have as little amount of pressure as possible. It needs to be going incredibly slow as you form the clay up to the top. And if it goes too fast, then it can mess up. And with the first mound of clay I had, I was, you know, had my hands on it and I had the pedal on slow. And as it was moving up, it just warped the top of it. And I got so mad. And so she metaphorically gave it a hug (laughs) to mold it back into shape. Um, Not metaphorically. She gave it a hug to get it back into shape so that I could try bringing it up to the top again. Um, and that was one of the many metaphors I felt like happened in the <laughs> pottery class. Give things a hug and they get better. So the second mound of clay, the same thing happened. And she said, okay, let me see what you're doing and why this isn't working. And so I showed her, I had my foot on the pedal and I was moving my hands up towards the top slowly. And she goes, oh, your foot is way too hard on the pedal. You think you're going slow and you're not. You need to go way slower than that. <laughs> And I laughed because I knew that we were filming or recording an episode this week based on slowing down. And my guest this week is Maggie Klein. Do you do you want Maggie Adams Klein? Or no, Maggie, Maggie Klein's good. Okay. Yeah. Maggie Klein. Maggie was my boss at Spanx and turned into one of my good friends. Also one of the few mentors I've had in my life. I would say you're a mentor to a lot of people. Oh, that's nice to um, She is the mom of three young children. And she came over, I guess, last November, and we had a soup sweater and when Harry met Sally Knight. And I think we only accomplished the soup part. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even eat the soup because I, I was <laughs> trying a new eating protocol. <laughs> so I accomplished the soup part. And after that, uh, night, I texted you and said, I need to have you on the podcast. I would be so honored. And we need, like, if we could talk about how to take things slow, how to get yourself away from the rat race and just focus and prioritize. And you said yes. And a couple weeks ago, we planned this. And then the pottery class happened. And she said that. And I was like, this conversation is desperately needed. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. You know, it's funny, similarly, um, to you having that pottery experience right before recording, I had lunch with a friend in what part of town, 
It was like Inman? Inman Park, thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes. And there was that huge um, snail mural, uh-huh. you know, and I feel like I keep, I've seen snails probably every day, honestly, yes. since then. I love those little signs from the universe, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like, yeah, you're on the right track. Yeah. Um, you posted two things about going yeah, slow. Yeah. And I was like, is she doing this because of... Yeah, no, well, I saw them, but then, you yeah, know, when I had like a sh- I, th- I shared them knowing that we were going to do it. You know, a lot of times I won't share or post, but I'm trying to do better at when I think something is cool and other people would like it, not uh-huh. thinking too much, just post it, whatever, you know? Yeah, so, that's good. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I I... Am a mom of three, mm-hmm. nine, seven, and five are my kiddos' ages. Um, two boys and a baby girl. She's not a baby anymore. Yeah, it always She'll will always be, but... be my baby girl. Yeah, um, and yeah, I um, had a career in communications. Went to school and studied communications and political science, and worked in politics for a while. Then landed the dream job at Spanx and was there for 10 years. Um, and after that, decided to, after my second child, decided to leave Spanx and go out on my own and try my hand at doing some consulting. Mm-hmm. But I think throughout all of it, I was taking an approach of like, let me try different things to see what's going to work. Mm-hmm. And like so many of us, I was after that elusive perfect oh the balance, balance yeah. right of after like, having kids yeah, yeah after having kids of like enough work to keep that you know that part of my brain yeah in use and get that fulfillment and then ideally you know make a little cash and yeah or a lot be of present cash. at work yeah. and be right. present with my at kids home and yeah. make money and yeah yeah the whole thing so you did consulting for a couple of years and I would say the demand was high and so what made you decide to step away from that? Because it wasn't for lack of interest of people wanting to work with you. What yeah. was it that I think, made you stop? You know, it wasn't lack of interest, and I felt grateful for that. Um, I think I did, as I mentioned on kind of trying different things, I had made an intentional decision to focus more on female entrepreneurs and female small business owners and found that work really fulfilling. But I found myself taking on more Mm -hmm. than I really wanted to truthfully. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a, I'm a brand strategy person. I'm a writer, a copywriter. And I ended up getting into the whole, like, I mean, I was essentially helping people figure out this is how you file your LLC oh and you want to be a decorator so go get this certification for interior decorating to help yeah. you fill. I mean and it was it was life coaching it was yeah full web you know subbing out to my network of creatives to do visual branding web build you know marketing strategy yeah. just it was big and I could see that these women were kind of like they, they felt great. They felt confident. They had what they needed. And then it was kind of like, oh my gosh, you're going to leave now? Like you're not. Yeah. You get you're, so ingrained and necessary yeah, and needed. Yeah. Yes. To the point where I realized like, I don't know that this is really setting them up. Yeah. I, and I, I recognized that I, I was projecting, I think, some things that I probably wanted for myself. And so decided 
I wanted to pivot more into writing and created my blog, um, Moon and Magpie. You're such a creative person, person, so ideas probably come to you left and right when you see things. Oh, I should act on that. But you're consciously right now not acting on things. Yes. So that, that tension is very difficult yeah. for me. Um, but I feel like I've been learning that the tension between two opposing ideas or approaches is, is very healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think as humans, our tendency is to search for or gravitate to an absolute. It's that unknown that eats us up. Mm-hmm. But, but that's where, that's what slowing down really means to me is it is about being more mindful more intentional, creating space for the clarity mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. versus taking such swift action that you don't really, you know, and there's not a right or a wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, you, you like, my example of, okay, I launched my website and that became, I came very hyper-focused on that, mm-hmm. even to a point of thinking like, I want to get it done by this date because whatever, you know, which I'm not usually that real, that way, but I've also learned that a deadline, I need a deadline, yeah. you know, so, um, but build out a website to quickly rebuild it because I didn't really want it to be that way. And I didn't want to sell my services in a big way because yeah. people were coming in. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. So yeah. why would I put it out there? And then exactly. I shipped and I created the blog. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have maybe gotten to that point as quickly. So I don't think there's a right or a wrong. Yeah. But I do think a lot of the sort of self-help or self-development space mm-hmm that we see, you know, on Instagram, people who are trying to help people build their life, find their purpose, whatever Mm -hmm. level up. They're very, they, they, they preach about just take action, just start, just take action, go. And and I think that that needs to be balanced with sometimes maybe you just need to sit still for a second, (laughs) you know? Yes. I think it's, it was Mark Zuckerberg who was like, I never launch something when it's perfect. I like, I'm flying, I like throw it out of the airplane and I'm fixing it as I land or something. And so you get it in your head that you like, oh, I just need to act and then I'll fix it later. And as someone who has launched and ended multiple businesses in the past (laughs) few years, I can tell you that's not always the best way to go because you, yeah, like the thinking through and the planning through of what works best for you sometimes needs to happen before. <laughs> I think it's I think it's when there's a difference between waiting until it's perfect, which I agree. That's good advice. You got to go. Mhm. But but go when you know. Yeah. Right? Like when you know that this is the space you want to focus your time on, this is the way you want to show up. Mm -hmm. If you're not too sure, then hold tight. Um, You know, I mean, and obviously there are other factors for different efforts and 
initiatives, right? Businesses, people need to pay the bills. I mean, you know, it's, but I mean, I think maybe I'm thinking, well, I mean, for whether it's a commerce business or creative, you know, expression, writing, music, whatever, if you know it's what you want to do, start, shift, pivot. That's great. Don't wait till it's perfect Mm because that's, that is, um, paralysis, right? Yeah. And And I've, tend to go that route yeah so I think but if you have 50 different ideas and you shift back and forth and back and forth then maybe you're not too sure yeah and I think you may need to quiet your mind Mm -hmm. to hear what you really want and I feel like this is kind of this kind of counteracts the like girl boss movement in a way because I struggled a lot with not having a project that I was working on because I don't feel like I fit in the box of being a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not like the Betty Draper on Mad Men where I stay at home looking pretty all day, cleaning the house, food ready when my husband comes in the door. That's not my personality, but I'm I feel like if I'm a feminist, then I have to be at, I have to be working, being a full like you know, using my full potential and my full education to be out there and and so it was our last lunch that we were at where you were like, I was like yeah, but I don't want like I don't think I'm a stay at home mom. I, I'm like embarrassed telling people that, and you're like, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Like, you don't. It it felt freeing to see you a smart hardworking, creative mom of three be like this is what I'm doing right now and that's okay it might not be forever it might be and that's okay I don't need to like be doing be acting on all of my ideas right now and that was the first time I felt okay (laughs) with being a stay-at-home mom yeah so again, it's easy to tell other people yeah. <laughs> what to do. Did that confidence don't, come from yeah, a place of not confidence? Don't mistake that for meaning that I'm that confident in my, in my own approach. But, but you know, truthfully, so that that is true. Like it's it's easier for me to say, see it clearly for someone else, and say it with conviction mm-hmm. and truth. I mean, I believe that you know. Yeah. But it's it is sometimes harder to believe it for myself. But in this case, I think, you know, letting, you know, okay, if I'm not um, successful from a career perspective and I have this job that everybody knows, right? And then, okay, so then, well, at least I'm going to be a consultant and I'm going to do my own thing and make mm-hmm. my own money and be a great mom and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then, okay, easier said than done. And yeah. then, oh, I'm going to express my artistic side. I'm going to blog. I'm going to write. Okay. Pandemic. I, I, like, <laughs> three kids at three home. Three kids at home. That's a joke, right? Yeah. The resentment yeah. was just so high. And it's yes. like, okay, this is not paying any bills for me. This is something I enjoy and I'd like to keep it up. But do I have to right now? Do I really yeah. have to? No. Would yeah. I be happier and healthier if I, if I put a pause on that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the stay at home mom title, I don't, I don't like titles in general mm-hmm. and you probably don't either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like even thinking about whether it's a social 
classification and you think about high school right and like oh yeah the cheerleader or the this I mean these kind of silly ways we group people or ourselves and like I never felt like I was just one one thing yeah um and so I I think that as humans we want to belong and that's a innate need that we all share Mm -hmm. and so I think sometimes a title can be uh, a step towards belonging or identifying mm-hmm. a group with which you connect or see yourself and want to be a part of something. So I think it can be fine and helpful, but I think it can also be restrictive. Yeah. And so I think my thought on it is even with diagnoses, you know, like if we talk about anxiety or ADHD mm-hmm. with ourselves or our kids or whatever, it's like, I like to think about it as use use the label or the the I guess label right mm-hmm. stay at home mom would be kind of a label right yeah. or whatever to um, help you maybe find resources or find a, a group that you want to belong with or whatever but don't be limited by it yeah and. Um, we talked about this last did lunch we? because you you did this workout series and you were like I'm I'm not doing it to lose weight to do you know x y and z I'm doing it to prove to myself that I can do something hard yeah and that I can I don't even know if I think stick with it, it. yeah that you can stick yeah. with it and I think Jamie and I talked about this and maybe I talked about it with you at our lunch because as a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, a hard workout isn't for me because that doesn't fit with my personality being high, like being yelled at, pushing, pulling weights, like that type of strength training isn't for me and it makes me feel uncomfortable. So I'm not going to do it because I know that about myself, but that does feel very limiting. Like you said, um, I feel like, oh, since I'm a highly sensitive person, I can only go on light walks and do yoga. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which does feel kind of nice, but there is something very appealing about like, ooh, that doing a weight class like that kind of feels like a challenge that I want to take on. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I think it's good to keep an open mind, right? And be just be aware, be mindful of the stories that you tell yourself, yeah, right? And yeah. so you're, you, that's half the battle. You have the awareness of it. And it's like, you know, the exercise class, for me it was, I know that I want to prioritize my physical health right now. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have a tendency to start and stop and start and stop mm-hmm. and look for any excuse to mm-hmm. not do it. Yeah. And so what's something I haven't tried that I could try and see. And so what was appealing to me about it was it was video. They're like 20 to 30 minute video exercises different every day. Mm-hmm. So like I've learned, I like, um, you know, new, shiny, different. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I get bored easily. Yeah, same. And um, the novelty, right, is appealing. And so the fact that it was different and it happened to be a lot of, you know, high intensity workouts and weights, which I have enjoyed at different times in the past, mm-hmm. but it was more 
probably the structure of it that appealed. And then I ended up really liking it yeah. and realizing that I can stick to it. And you just have to find what works for you, but you don't want to shut something off because you don't think, think. it's for you. Yeah. Oh, Maybe it doesn't fit like, in my box. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, box. right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. That's hilarious. I don't know if you feel this way, but as someone who has, I've also consulted, I've kind of followed a similar path that you have after leaving um, and having kids, like trying to find that balance. And I get, I'm at peace now with the podcast and, you know, Ollie's still in school only a couple hours a day. And so I know that right now this isn't the stage of life that I'm in to be taking on the world. <laughs> and I was proud of myself because I read, have you read Beach Read by Emily Henry? No. It's like a light beach read. Yeah, aptly titled. <laughs> and she is a writer and has is looking for, has writer's block, looking for her next topic. And then she ends up writing this fiction book. And her process of that seems so appealing that I was like, I want to write a fiction book. And so I sat down at my computer and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and then I pulled back and I was like, no, I can't do this right now. Yes. And I was like, one day I might do this. This isn't this. I can't put pressure on myself. Rachel, one year ago, would have been mad at myself for not having been able to accomplish writing a fiction Okay, book. so that's progress, yes. right? So there's something I've mentioned to you before, and we haven't talked a lot about it, and, and I admittedly am no expert by any stretch, but it's called human design. Yes. Okay, I'm so, so curious okay, about so, this. Okay, um, so it, it came about, I think, in the 70s. I'm not 100% sure, and it's kind of a synthesis of... It's got a little astrology. It's got some numerology, um, the Kabbalah, the chakras thing. You know, it's it's some modern science involved, genetics in some capacity. It's it's beyond my capacity to fully understand. Or actually, I'll I'll reframe that. Could I? Yes. Have I <laughs> have I spent the time to do it? No, right? Yeah. And I'm okay with that because yeah. I trust the people who recommended it to me, and I can. And, and what I've found, um, so you, you basically put in your, you just need to find your birth certificate um, to see what time you were born. Mm-hmm. And you put in the time you were born and where, and based on that, it tells you, you know, it kind of groups you. And I think a lot of the meaning-making systems, the, what's the one everybody Enneagram. does? Enneagram. and things. Mm-hmm. Like, normally I'm like, oh, no, I can't fit into just one of them or whatever. Yeah. This I bought my blueprint, and the gal's name is Erin. I don't know her name, okay. but I'll look it up. But so I bought my blueprint, and it was very freeing for me. Yeah. And one of the themes was, you know, I am meant to use my voice. I'm meant to share my perspective on things. I'm not meant to take every idea to the finish line. Mm, Everything yeah. that pops up and all my ideas are not meant to be actualized necessarily I don't need to um get you know I need to slow down that was part of it too and I actually I brought my like the the summary of my let's hear it okay you want me to I want to I want to hear it okay okay you're designed to be a leader 
um, actually, let me step back. I am a projector. So they have different categories. Okay. And so it says you're designed to be a leader, visionary, and guide, to be invited by others, to share your gifts, to talk your decisions out with people you trust in spaces that feel good, to feel successful when you are aligned, to be naturally independent, to be intrinsically gifted and a role model for others, to be a storyteller and an <laughs> endless well of ideas, what? to receive inspiration from the people and the world around you, to uplift and empower others with your perspective, to have a strong, powerful voice, to express yourself in many different ways, mm -hmm. to feel as though you have nothing to prove, to be an empath, sensitive to the feelings of others, to honor the ebbs and flows of your energy, to be flexible and open to change, and to slow down and not apply a sense of urgency to everything you do. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, that feels like a blessing. Doesn't it? Yeah. And even reading it to you right now, I have little chill bumps, which is a way for me, I know that's truth. Yeah. You know, whether it's something somebody says or something I read that resonates in my soul. And yeah. so... You know, am I going to become an expert in human design and start teaching? Uh, no, but does yeah. this feel good to me? Yeah. yeah. And I'm grateful, you know, that it came do you on kinda, my path. Do you come back to that? Does I that do. feel like a North Star for I you? Do. I do. I literally printed it out like I have here with you and uh -huh. I look back at it. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's a, it's um, giving me permission to take the pause, right? Mm -hmm. And I and to I've, honor the ebbs and to flows. honor the ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. Even thinking about, you know, little things that habits that we have. We, you and I like to joke about our home goods thing, right? <laughs> you know, like. And for me, I love like I found that if I would get a little. I don't know, anxious or bored or whatever, I'd want to go buy a bunch of stuff at home goods mm -hmm. you know then I'd get mad at myself that I have all this stuff and then I get rid of it and then go buy more whatever and it's yes. like you know it's like instead of instead of shaming myself for that I started mm -hmm. to just recognize that as like kind of an ebb and a flow it's kind of a pattern and then I started mm -hmm. to like look into it okay what is the emotion that I'm trying to cover up mm -hmm. by distracting myself and could I sit here with it mm -hmm. a little while right and just take that time to, because if you're always running errands, if you're always doing the next project, writing the next book, doing the next thing, you're not, you're not giving yourself space to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And paradoxically, is that a word? Yeah. Paradoxically. I'm not the paradoxically, person asked, I'm terrible at that counterintuitively when you slow down generally the next the next thing happens pretty fast yeah we used to have a boss at Sphinx who would say you've got to slow down to go fast yeah I get that mm -hmm. um the so Jamie has been talking about the therapy the exposure therapy that she's doing where she has to sit with the feelings of like, you know, when she tells herself, I'm a failure, maybe I'm not going to amount to anything. She has to be like, you know what, maybe I'm not going to amount to anything and sit with how uncomfortable that makes her feel. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and for me, the, the amount of discomfort that I get sitting while trying to do a five minute med meditation is so incredibly frustrating to me that I, I've refused to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because 
in my head as I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I need to text this person. Oh, I forgot to respond to them. I need to sign up for this. I can't forget to do this. And it's sitting in the quiet that I remember all of the things I'm supposed to be doing and that I still need to do and how, how uncomfortable that is for me. Yeah. I cannot stand that. And so you reading the human design for you, I felt like that could also apply to my personality. And it felt, I don't know. I know we keep mentioning the line honor the ebbs and flows, but that felt like I just need to still sit with that discomfort and realize some of these things that I need to do. I maybe don't need to do. You know, it's a good point because I was the same way. And even still, I've been, meditation has been one of the things that, you know, I've focused on. And I, I think, you know, part of putting the blog on pause and the consulting on pause, which it's less for me, like the slowing down was less about stopping things. Mm -hmm. And it was more about starting to take care of myself. Yeah. And, and even the nuance of me telling you, Rachel, it's okay if you guys, you know, don't, don't need the income to make ends meet and you're not loving that stop it right Mm -hmm. that was less me telling you to be a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. as much as that was me telling you to take time to take care of yourself yeah yeah to mother yourself yeah and how that is so hard it is I so at the time that when you had told me that I was consulting and doing the podcast and the holidays were coming up where the kids have 200 parties and you need to get gifts for 200 people and it was so overwhelming and it helped give me permission to take a step back from consulting because I was like I don't need this to prove to anyone that I'm successful right like actually I want to launch into so I busy has always felt like a sign of success, Mm -hmm. like how busy you are is how successful you are. And I think that's a sign of Western culture. I don't think that applies everywhere. Um, And for some reason, even now, not working and just doing the podcast, Brian will be like, how was your day? And I'm like, good. I went food shopping. I prepped for dinner. I cleaned the house. Like I I feel this need to like show – that I'm busy and that I'm successful, that I'm still doing things. And so Kate Bowler, I feel like I reference her. I had not heard of her until listening to you and Jamie and you mentioning her in a podcast and have since become a big fan. She's amazing. Yeah, she's great. This book, I think I read more than any other book. It's her um, Good Enough book. And there's 40 different blessings. And this one is a blessing for slowing down. I'm going to read it. So, blessed are we who thought we were self-made by the doing, by the accolades, by the accomplishments, and by the gold stars. We measured our worth by how tired we were every morning, how many special events we missed because of work, by how many times we answered, how are you, with busy. We thought, this is the good life. But then we grew tired and lonely. We felt the strain in our relationship and our spiritual lives, and we became a bit miserable to be around. (laughs) I'm laughing because that's me right now. So blessed are we who stop. Okay, maybe not stop entirely, who are we kidding, but who slow down. We who discover rest and new life and renewal when we step off the treadmill, or at least turn it down. We who remember that the world keeps spinning without us, and thank God for that. We who remember that we are loved, 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 not for what we do, but for who we are. That's right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. 
I mean, I remember the first time I took a let myself take a nap. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yes. Let myself yeah. just straight up take a nap. Kids are in school. I'm exhausted. And I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. You know, meaning in the time of once I kind of decided I really am going to focus on taking care of myself, right? Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to simplify things that I don't need to do so I can do the, some of the things I do need to do and, yeah. and look at how I can be my best, right? Yeah. And it's so true. Like, we I, – I told a friend the other day, I was having a hard time and in, in going through some tough marital stuff, and I was saying, um, you know, what could you do just to take care of you right now? Could you go home and rest? Mm-hmm. You know, she was exhausted and – and she's like, yeah, I guess I could. But and, and I said, like, you know, that saying, like, put your oxygen mask on. Oh, yeah. First, I was like, I said to her, I said, because she brought up, I'm not, I guess, because I guess that's a good idea, because I'm not going to be any good to the kids if I'm. Oh. And, and I said to her, how about that you just deserve a little oxygen yeah. just because? Yeah, you don't have to it, do it this because it affects you. Now, does it make you a better mom? Heck yeah. 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 So that's a that's great, right? And that is a top priority yeah. for us, right? But it's so it's this martyrdom. It is. Right. And yeah. Like even that even the fact that we feel like in order to give ourselves a break, it has to be to be a better whatever, right? Yeah. Is is kind of sad. Yeah. That to me is taking the foot off the pedal, like what the woman said. I thought I was going slow. And to me, thinking I'm going slow is like, okay, I better go on a walk right now because that's taking care of myself and the kids aren't home. So I need to go on a walk because then I'm still like, you know, working out and that's good for me and I need to be healthy. So I need to go. And it's like, oh my God, yeah. taking the nap that you're talking about is truly going slow. Right. Like that is the rest that you deserve. Right. And we had a, one of our followers call in and say, how do I know if I'm just being lazy or if I really need rest? And I had asked my therapist the same question because I was like, I think I'm depressed. I just, I just want to like rest. And she was like, no, you're not depressed. You really just, this is your body. You went through a really hard couple months. Your body is telling you, you need to rest. And I refused to rest because that would be lazy. That's the honor, the ebbs and flows of your energy. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Yeah. When you feel tired, rest. Yeah. And and I think that the what I've what I'm learning is the more the less thinking and the more feeling I can do, the better for me, for my family, mm-hmm. from those around me. Like our bodies know when we need to eat the sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. Or when we need to take the nap or when we need to go lift weights, right? That's like good for the nervous system, heavy lifting, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we know. So we need, I believe, to get better at just honoring what we already know. What I do is I bypass it and send it up to my monkey mind uh-huh. and I start analyzing well yeah. no I don't, what, everything you just said I do right yeah. well no because it's especially when you've got a limited amount of time within yes. which you're working i.e. Yeah. the stay-at-home mom right like uh-huh. you've got a couple hours before you pick up the kid it's like I got to get all these things done and whatever 
And the idea of just stopping seems like insanity. Yeah. But maybe the stopping is the nap. Maybe it is just the five minutes, right? Yeah. Maybe it's, but I think we know, we just don't honor it. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times. Yeah. My goal with this is to give other people permission Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say, have a messy house, (laughs) you know, have dishes in the sink. I am staring around this room right now with you in it, cringing because there are Legos, there are piles of things we need to give. It's just dripping and stuff that, and projects that I know I need to accomplish. But last time we got together, you said you felt more, you felt comforted by the fact that you went into a friend's house and it was lived in than it being perfect because that's how you knew we're on a good, we're on good terms. And yeah, let's start doing that more and be okay with it. I think that's right. And it's like, I, I didn't for a second judge any of it. <laughs> Honest to goodness. Yeah. You know, it's, it's typical. Like we, 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 a lot of the things that are taking up space in our minds are, are, are things based on kind of stories we tell ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, And and one idea on that, because I have a, that has been an ongoing thing for me around mess and clutter and mm-hmm. house. And if I do have some time that, that inner dialogue negotiation will happen for me between do I clean or do I go for the walk or yes. do the whatever, right? One thing that I recognized, I recognized that that was an ongoing challenge for me. And so I've thought a lot about maybe it's it's not about um you know having to organize our so much stuff maybe we need less stuff yeah you know and like yeah. the piles of laundry and everything like you know when you go on vacation and you pack and it's like laundry's kind of fun right yeah because like, you're yeah. like because you have a limited amount of yeah. stuff yeah so it's like if you capsule wardrobe a, yeah like if you stay at a place that has a washer and dryer you're like oh i'm on it my laundry is all done and you feel good it's because yeah. you've got like four things right exactly and that's really all you need yeah now, i am not on here to talk about like be the minimalist whatever although again that's a label what does that mean I don't know yeah but could we all probably do with a little less would that mean a little less cleanup yeah probably yeah would that you know I there's a gal she's the decluttered mom on Instagram Mm -hmm. I went in a friend's house who was meticulously organized and I know she hadn't done it for me (laughs) and I was like what what is your secret you know and she said oh I like this gal the decluttered mom Uh Um, and so I followed her and I did find some good little tips there but you know I do think should should we ideally be comfortable to leave the dishes and things yes is it hard yes but I do think it's great if we do it for each other to normalize it right so thank you (laughs) thank you for the lego pile yeah but also you know again like noticing that purchasing habit of buying when I'm feeling kind of down right Mm -hmm. and that that the quick burst burst of buying something new you know and kind of recognizing those patterns 
accepting them for what they are Mm -hmm. because once you accept them then you can actually make some changes yeah it does take full circle it takes time of quiet to recognize that that's right yeah if we live our life in a hurried state and I don't think it's um if you are in a hurried state I don't think it's I think we're in a time where a lot of women are having to do and be it all and they have to have a second income um, or maybe they're the sole income. And so I realized that some of what Maggie and I are saying is coming from a privileged situation of getting to have time to be quiet and work on ourselves. Um And I hope that we can get to a place in our society where there is a safety net where women can and men can sometimes pick up the slack from women doing it all. And for that, I have Eve Rodsky for you for Fair Play, where she talks about mental load, divvying that up. But um, yeah, we're not going to solve the gender inequity, you know, overnight. And I'm glad you mentioned the place of privilege because that's something I think about a lot. And it's um, so many folks are in survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. And and when you're in survival mode, you're you're go you're just going, you're doing because you have to, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no shame in that. Yeah. But when you have the the privilege and the desire to come out of a survival mode. Yeah. It can be tough also because you're trying to figure out what does, you know, your new normal look like. What does that? And I think so many of us came out of the pandemic where we were in survival, right? Yeah. And we had to kind of reassess. Yeah. Why am I not where I was before? We're back out. Oh, well, you know, like, we have to give ourselves some grace Mm -hmm. um, and put the pieces in play that feel good to us because I do believe from a collective perspective the world is a better place when each of us is honoring our authentic desires Mm -hmm. and we can't hear those desires if we don't stop to listen yeah I think I told you the other night I was laying in bed reading a book and I was like facing away from Brian and he was like, so have you thought about, you know, what you want to do full time when Ollie goes to kindergarten? And I just started crying unbeknownst to him until the next day. I told him because I felt like, oh God, he has been holding in this question because he's just waiting for me to go back to work. And yet that's two years away. And I feel very confident in the fact in my life that opportunities have risen when they've needed to. And so I think that can only happen in the quiet and listening for those signs. Yeah. Looking at those signs, the picture of the snail you wouldn't have seen if you were in a hurry. Right. Right. Um, So. Yeah. Gabby Bernstein said, I I think of her when I think of this quote, and she may not have been the first to say it, but. in stillness we receive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think whether it's you believe in 
God, the universe, whatever you call it, your higher self, your best self, you know, it's, or all of the above, the messages, the signs, the the knowing is there, mm-hmm. but it can so easily be drowned out by our own insecurities, mm-hmm. the conditioning that yeah. we've experienced as women, as humans, right, yeah. in the world. So I do think, um, and if meditating is too hard, then just... It's like little micro things like take a deep breath. Yeah. We end every episode with uppers. So um, to counteract the downers of of life. And so um, things that are just bringing you joy right now. Do you want to, do you have one in mind or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. And I'll not Um, listen to you while I think of mine. No, I'm just (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take a pause and think. How about that? And then you can cut out the pause. (laughs) That is one thing I love about you is how thoughtful you are before you talk. I'm like, what's that like to take a beat before saying something instead of Um, okay. So things are, okay. I watched the new show on HBO called the two of us. It's with Molly Shannon and, um, she has three kids and her two grown kids. One's trying to be an actor. One was like a famous dancer 12 years ago. And her son, who's like 12 or 13 released a YouTube video and is now a sensation. And so it's about (laughs) the other two that were supposed to be like, you know, the star children now trying to come to grips with what am I doing with my life? And it is so funny. I actually texted Brian who was downstairs and was like, please come up and watch this funny show with me. And five minutes went by and he didn't. And there were funny things happening on the show. And I was like, I called him. I'm like, seriously, you need to come up and watch this with me. It's so funny. And within five minutes he was laughing out loud too. It's as you remind me, sometimes you just need to laugh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Laughter. I love that. I'm going to check it out. We just watched Shrinking on Apple TV. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. With Harrison Ford and Jason Segel. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know the the actresses' names, but all all three of the actresses are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, And it had had me laughing out loud. Oh, good. I need to watch that. Which I feel like is, right? Like, I think sometimes... We forget the healing power of oh yeah a good laugh right yeah um all three of my kids were playing together in the yard oh this weekend so nicely like a couple of different moments where Matt and I took a minute and looked through the window and said look at that like they were all kneeling down over a little dirt pile and looking at worms and yeah um. I soaked it in, you know, I, I've seen recently people on social and I think it came from Sarah Jackson, Mm -hmm. who's a, a a coach who helps people with nervous system regulation. She's got a lot of good content on Instagram, but I think she's the one who came up with this idea of glimmers. Oh my God. I was... (laughs) Were you seeing that? That is so weird. I was going to read it at the end of the oh episode. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So a little guide to glimmers. Yeah. I thought of that moment with my kids playing 
nicely in the dirt as a glimmer, right? It was just, and I love the idea that we think about these triggers all the time and what are the negatives and how can we pay more attention to the glimmer and the positive. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Can I read it? Yeah, read it. Perfect. Okay. That's funny. I think Cup of Joe had posted it and it was on Swiss Miss. And last night I was like this. I think I saw Chalkboard picked it up, but I actually follow Sarah and she has, and I'm pretty sure she's the one who came up with it. Came up with the concept, okay. but she has a lot of good little tips for just regulating the nervous system. Yeah, recognizing yeah. we had called it like warmitude. It's like this feeling of like intense warmness you feel inside when you feel gratitude for a moment, and you're like in that moment, everything else yeah. freezes. I love that warmitude. Um, <laughs> glimmers is cuter. <laughs> I'm, I'm like mad at myself and it warmitude and then freezes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so a little guide to glimmers. Glimmers are the opposite of triggers. They are tiny moments of awe. They spark joy and evoke inner calm. They have a positive effect on our mental health. They are micro moments causing tiny mood shifts. They send cues of safety to our nervous system. They bring feelings of ease and contentment. Our body responds with positive energy. They allow us to feel hope when lost. Our nervous system is strengthened by them. They can help increase our well-being. Once we start embracing them, it can become a beautiful way to see the world around you. Congrats, you made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please share it with your friends and leave a review. If you didn't like it, don't worry about it. It will only cause us to spiral. We also want to reiterate that we are not experts, but please do call or text the people at the new mental health hotline at 988 because they are. Join in on the conversation on our Substack page at One Fry Short Pod. See you there.